0: Hey everybody tuning in, I'm your host Tony Jia, and welcome to our podcast project for Mr. Sandler's class. With us today is Thasin, Tausif, and Shah. They're going to be talking about the U.S. involvement in Afghanistan, 9-11, and their ultimate effect on society today.
1: All right. We didn't really have much impact in Afghanistan until like the Soviets started an invasion there. And this was another part of their like trying to spread communism into other parts of the world. But knowing us, we try to get involved and try to counteract that. And we did that with the reagan administration we he launched the operation Cyclone, and we funded and armed the mujahideen they were islamic guerrilla fighters this kind of allowed them to take back the country but there was still like a lot of problems with that because the mujahideen started fighting each other they kind of like split off into factions and just had a vendetta against each other this was pretty bad for not only like the country itself but the rest of the world because that's when the taliban started to take root Even though they seemed pretty chill and like they were going to help the country, they were like really militant and they were also harboring Osama bin Laden, the alleged planner of 9-11. Once Mm. 9-11 happened, Bush had to declare war on terror. And he began a manhunt for Osama bin Laden. Bin Laden wasn't, this wasn't like the first time Bin Laden was being pursued by America. He's been pursued like since the 90s by the FBI because we know that other terrorist attack that happened in the World Trade Center and back in 1993. And there was other attacks on US embassies like in around Afghanistan. And so he's already made a name for himself with the FBI, but now Like almost all of America knew him and America wanted him. They wanted to capture him. Knowing that the Taliban could keep him safe in Afghanistan, America had to target not only the Taliban, not only Osama bin Laden, but also Al Qaeda, the organization that bin Laden was trying to make in order to target America itself. This kind of takes us back to the reasons why the U.S. planned an invasion in Afghanistan. It was because the Taliban and Al Qaeda. The Taliban didn't want to hand over Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda was this new terrorist group that targeted America. So the White House didn't really know which one to target first or like which one to hold at a higher priority. So in the end they just said that, you know what, we'll just plan on removing Taliban from power in Afghanistan so that Al Qaeda can't take Afghanistan as its base of operations. Even though they kind of decided this, they weren't really on un- they were kind of unsure about which one still had a higher priority. And this was probably a reason why for the war lasting more than 10 years. Over this time period, a lot of the public support changed and developed. At first, it was like, oh, it was 9-11. America needs to get revenge. America needs to deal justice. But as like the war just dragged on for so many years and like wasn't doing so well during a couple of times, poor kind of just dwindled. And that was until like the Obama administration when the president finally decided to escalate the military action to this day a lot of people would have mixed feelings about afghanistan war some people might think it was a success while others will think it's a failure honestly it's just whoever you ask
0: okay it's a scene yeah you said that american involvement with afghanistan only began with the soviet invasion of the country right yeah why do you think that is
1: like i said before um it, it began with that because like, it was just like America versus the USSR again, just trying to fight back communism and, you know, spreading freedom throughout the world. And having the Soviets kind of just control this area in um, the Middle East just didn't really flow well with America. So it was just that, like, they it was them trying to fund, like, a militant group within that area to take over the country for America without really, like, sp- explicitly saying that.
0: So it was... Mainly because of the fight between communism and Western philosophy? Yeah. Okay. I have another question for you. Who are the Taliban and what did they want? What is their relationship with the 9-11 attacks and what are their actions today?
1: Honestly, they didn't really have that much um, relationship with 9-11. The only relationship was that they were harboring Osama bin Laden. The fact that they didn't want to hand over the um, alleged planner to America just made them like another target for america and to be honest it was it's all right that america wanted to target the taliban they weren't good people they weren't doing good things but the only reason why america targeted taliban was because they didn't they weren't handing over um osama bin Laden. that's what truly made them a true target
2: oh okay now on to the patriot act and government intervention so on october 2001 the Patriot Act was passed, which was mainly the reason of giving Americans a sense of security. Patriot Act actually is an acronym. It stands for Uniting and Strengthening America by Providing Appropriate Tools Required to Intercept and Obstruct Terrorism Act. So... This act was very bipartisan. That is important because, unlike today, it showed how damaging and paranoid the American psyche was at that time. In May 2015, some aspects of Patriot Act was modified. One of the main reasons it was modified was because of Edward Snowden. So Edward Snowden was an NSA leaker that leaked a lot of information that collaborated with the Patriot Act itself. For example, Section 206 of the Patriot Act literally allows the government to tap into any device of their choosing. Another program that the NSA Actually, created was called X Key Score. This allowed for the government to make deep searches of people very easily. So it's basically like you type in your name and they get everything about you. Also, lastly, the NSA hacks into internet search providers such as Google and Yahoo to search anything they want. So they can get into the cloud, they can search your photos, they can even go through emails without you knowing. Another sign of American paranoia was actually Guantanamo Bay. A lot of people know Guantanamo Bay as the United States. Prison in Cuba. People also know that Guantanamo Bay holds one of the world's biggest collection of terrorists. What a lot of people don't know is that Guantanamo Bay actually holds a lot of people who are accused of terrorism but aren't actually terrorists. One example I'd like to give was a man was caught in an airport with a specific Casio watch. So this Casio watch was thought to be a detonating device for bombs. Like, I know that sounds absurd right now, but when he was arrested back then, a lot of domestic fear was religion. People really said, do they really want to trust Muslims back then? Like, I know that sounds absurd now, but back then it was... Anything. A lot what a lot of people don't realize about nine eleven is actually like the businesses and the economics impacting So according to the US Bureau of Labor Statistics, nearly five hundred thousand people lost their jobs as a result of nine eleven in New York alone. Like that can be due to fear, shock due to nine eleven. Five hundred thousand people lost jobs due to nine eleven. What other attack is gonna happen to decimate the United States economy back then also?
0: Because of- Yeah. Do you think that the reason, the Patriot Act, acts that violated American security, that that they were passed was because of anger due to the loss of all the jobs? Well,
2: some aspects might be because of the jobs, but if I didn't mention this, a lot of the sections in the Patriot Act was actually unconstitutional, so couldn't really... Have a collaboration between the economics of 9 11 and 9 11. Economics of 9 11 wasn't really like a main part, but it was like an underlying factor of the growing
0: racism and tensions at that time. Oh, uh, okay. How do you think society today is affected by these changes in domestic policy, especially with social media and the internet occupying so much of our daily lives?
2: Go to Times Square and just ask random people what they think. They'll, I I guarantee you, they will know that the government is spying on us. So, this Orwellian gesture made by the government shows how much power they actually have over our daily lives. Every single picture you post online, like
0: the government says. All right, what do you think can be done to prevent the abuse of private data?
2: Well, Like I said, a lot of these acts were deemed unconstitutional, so we can only hope that even more acts are deemed unconstitutional in the future. And as years go by, Congress is debating these acts, and they're slowly repealing some of them, like they did in 2015. So as time goes on, I'm sure a lot of these acts will be like decimated, but I'm sure a lot of them will stay.
0: So... I have a final question for you. Are people today Mm -hmm. totally aware of their threat to security? Because it seems like a lot of people still post stuff on social media that they're not really careful about. You feel me? Yeah. They get exposed about that stuff. You know, (laughs) especially when you cancel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. how can awareness be raised on this issue further?
2: One of the main ways awareness can be raised is by people like Edward Snowden. we have more people that come out and like, expose these horrific acts that we never knew existed in the first place, I guarantee you a lot more people will be afraid of the government
0: after that. Yeah, I actually saw a film called Snowden. It was about the entire leak, like the effects about it. So I think that that was what like made me aware to the issue. Films like that. Go watch it, folks. It's pretty good. All right. So why do you think all this happened, Shah? Um,
3: I feel that America always had this idea that if something was not under our control, that it's messed up. This idea seemed to have like died down around the cold war but i think 9-11 revived and reshaped this idea americans today don't see it but about 20 years down the line uh, afghanistan will be compared to vietnam the washington post did an investigation on these papers called afghanistan papers which were a bunch of interviews with the top generals from the war if you look into these interviews you see they all completely contradict what the american public has been told about the war um this is one quote we we were devoid of a fundamental understanding of afghanistan we didn't know what we were doing and another quote is what what did we get for this $1 trillion effort? Was it worth $1 trillion? After killing Osama Bin Laden, I said that Osama was probably laughing in his watery grave considering how much we spent on Afghanistan.
0: Yep. Why did the US continue to fight in Afghanistan despite um, what you said about how it was a failure and how it cost so much?
3: The reason why is like really similar to Vietnam It's like politicians were like pushing this idea of like a light at the end of the tunnel. All the past presidents that we had during this time, they all pushed this idea. Like even Obama, even Trump, Bush—they all said that like we're doing better, we're doing better. Like there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but like it's obviously not at the same scale of Vietnam, and it's it's not as brutal as Vietnam. But take into account how the government is treating it and how it's portraying it to the people, you can see that it's very similar to how Vietnam turned out. Uh, there's like this one case in particular that I want to talk mm-hmm. about. It was it was like about this guy named Fahim Khan. We were trying to investigate who killed this minister in Afghanistan, right? And then while we we're investigating we found out that fakim khan one of our closest allies yeah. in the war was actually the killer of the minister so it just shows that like we had no clue what we were doing there we didn't even know what we were fighting we were just like fighting this notion of like terror which was like poorly defined i think that's like similar to like communism during the cold war we just defined communism to be like people different than us or people not under our control I feel like this, a similar idea is happening like with the word and the concept of terror. So Sha,
0: do you think that the reason the U.S. took initiative and fought this war was also due to the factor of American exceptionalism? The feeling that the U.S. had the right to do this, the U.S. had the right to come in and take control of this operation?
3: I think that's an interesting question, but uh, I, I would say that it's more American pride than American ex- exceptionalism. When I think of American exceptionalism, I think more like instilling like democracies. I think of like Germany, I think of Japan, but like this more seems like kind of like revenge and like spite towards like this weird, like foggy area of like terror. So
0: like despite the US coming in sort of ignorant about what was happening, we just continued to fight because we wanted to get back at them.
3: Yeah, it was more like
0: that. All right, I have another question for you. Um, You argue that the US has been historically consistent with trying to control other countries, right? What do you think is responsible for this attitude? And how do you think it's going to affect the US and the world in the future?
3: Oh, that's an interesting question. What do I think caused that? Well, I think that just goes back to like our days of like imperialism. It just goes back to mm-hmm. our days of like westward expansion where we just thought that we were we were God's chosen people. We were the ones we we're the only democracy that actually worked. We were the first democracy to be this great. And in the future, I'd like to say that we will like give up this Pride that we have, but I don't see it going away anytime soon, just as I don't see the Afghanistan war going away anytime soon. Like both the presidential nominees for the 2020 election, I know Joe Biden for a fact, he's he's a very, very strong supporter of keeping our troops there. So I don't think it's going away. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. All right. Thank you. Finally, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Bye.